BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Harbaugh now heads to Los Angeles Chargers. He wins everywhere. He wins, period. Justin Herbert, he's a crown jewel. Well, you guys better enjoy this. Quick snap, Herbert to throw. Has a man, touchdown. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. My dog. We're going to be known as world champions. We're going we're to do it or die trying. Don't let the powder blues fool you. Who's got it better than Well, hey there, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat Podcast. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggan. What's up, everyone? Let's not forget Kyle the Coach shirt? Duggan. Yeah. I just have a what is this? stupid, boring shirt. I had to purchase. I purchased mine. I just got you it in the mail today. Oh, so. Good money on that. I did. All right, I'll go, worth it. I'll go buy That's mine. <laughs> Get on it. Rivers Lake Yacht Club. You got a free one, too, and I was pissed. No, I got jealous. He got a free one from the Snappies. I was like, I got. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna get left behind in this shit. Right. Look how cool I'll this shirt is. It's really cool. I know. So I'll go about. support. I'll pay for it for sure. There you yeah. go. It's worth it. All right, folks. Well, we've got a heck of an episode lined up for you. Lots to talk about. We've got a Craig experience and an Ask Bolt fam lined up for you. So let's waste no time. Let's start at the top here. This news dropped shortly after our episode came out, as per usual. Got to respect the streak. Mike Garofalo tweeting out the Chargers are hiring their former Pro Bowl center Nick Hardwick as their assistant offensive line coach. Sources say Hardwick, who played 11 seasons in San Diego, kicks off his NFL coaching career in L.A. after serving as an assistant coach for Westfield High School. What a leap. What a jump. <laughs> Go from I, high school dude, to the NFL. <laughs> this, I got blindsided by this so hard. This was yeah. not even on the realm because I follow him on well, Instagram and stuff. And it, he's a trainer and he does a whole bunch of other stuff. And the fact yeah, that he he's just like started his own he like in, in a new facility out in yeah. Indiana where he's living. Yeah. So that's all done now. He's a charger again, baby. He's our Sick. assistant offensive line coach. I'm so thrilled for this. And this is perfect timing because we're going to need a new center. And what mm-hmm. it, the perfect man to bring somebody along. Yeah. And dude, remember we met, well, I mean, you guys remember, but people might not know this. We got to meet Nick at the NFL draft this year. Yeah. He like it's amazing. down and said hi to everyone. He's the coolest guy. Oh, so He's nice. So genuine and authentic. Yes. He was just taking pictures and autographs for every single person that was yeah. the Charger there, that Charger fan. It was He's awesome. This is this is so fun. We just talked about it on the last episode how excited we were for Navarro Bowman. It's like exciting because he's played in the NFL. Yeah, right. It's when you sign like Michael Leary from Notre Dame. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he'll be great. Great. But when it's like Nick Hardwick, you're like, wait, what? what? I know I this guy. I, he signed my hat. I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and it was awesome because at the um, draft, he did he read the selection for Tuli mm-hmm. Tui Pelotu. Mm-hmm. Oh, so right. that was a, that was a big day. We had a it great a player, big day, a great player calling a great player to come join us. Yeah, no, those all very exciting. And Phil's this is Phil's center too. Yes. Could this be the entryway for Philip Rivers to come on staff? High school to NFL, it's like Phil's like, oh, I don't know, I didn't do the college things. Like Nick's like, neither did I. Let's go. And guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Look where I am now, baby. Yeah. Back home. That's extremely exciting to see, to see not just a former player, but like you said, a former charger, a former team captain, a former just great at his position. Harbaugh's a genius. Love it. Genius. Great hire. Genius. Best hire. Killing it so far. Killing, Killing it so it. far. Who's got it, it, out of who's got it better than us? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <bro>. Nobody. <laughs> um, and let's see, this news dropped. I didn't even know this until I started reading it. NFL star... <laughs> Yeah, Joey Kevin Bosa. Thoughts is on the outline. This is brand new information. <laughs> I just, I, there's a picture of what's happening in this, and it made me laugh so hard that I thought I had to put this in our is this, I, But is it real, though? I mean, yes, I this is a real. This is, this is happening. Okay. Well, NFL star Joey Bosa in major career change with Los Angeles Chargers, starred set to take on world champion in a new sport. Apparently, on Monday, February 26th. <laughs> Mark your calendar. <laughs> yeah. The NFL defender will compete against world champion competitive eater Joey Chestnut <laughs> in the second annual Pistachios Eating Championship. <laughs> it's the least intense eating competition you can have. Head to head fight? Is this like I, UFC I where they got to you got to crack, you got to shell them and eat them? And I guess the record's like nine hundred or something. So in what? Dude, like a our, minute or like it's like ten minutes? I think it's probably like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Our say boys the number again. Die. How many? 900. 900. Yeah, it's some crazy record. So I, I'm pulling for Joey. They just swallow these things. I just hope that Joey yeah. doesn't die. Like, I want him to play <laughs> football next year. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to, he has a weird He's nut allergy rea- reaction. Yeah. <laughs> a weird nut allergy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had no What's idea. I thought, I, I thought I'd keep pistachios, coach. <laughs> Dude, what's the play here with whoever's putting on this event? Why were they like, ah, you know, who you should reach out to Joey Bosa. Charismatic like, him man of the year. Joey Bosa. Is let's it, get him in here. It's not like he's like a big personality. Isn't he? Is, it <laughs> yeah. that, is it that his first name is Joey? Just like Joey Chestnut. Maybe everyone Joey in the competition Joey. is Joey's. Joey. Or Joey secretly, with all the time he spent not playing football, was competitively getting ready for pistachio eating competition. Maybe he thought it was a raisin brand eating, and that's why we saw him (laughs) in the booth. Maybe that's maybe that's later on in the summer. The raisin brand. That's what he was doing in the stands. He was prepping for this competition. We all thought he was just putting his feet up and relaxing, but no, no, it's going to be a rough next day. I'm just going to say he's that competitive. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's wild. I mean, it. he is competitive. Obviously, he's a football player. We do know that he's a gamer. He does game and he does show his videos from time to time. So I think he's just kind of like, you know what? I've got so much money. I love pistachios. <laughs> Let me. I can trade for this. <laughs> I think I can do this. Dude, what is he thinking? Have you ever seen Joey Chestnut eat something? It's yeah, insanity. there's a picture in our outline. I know, it's we're making looking me at sick it right, right now. now. It's he's a he's a machine. He's Dude, got he veins popping food. out of his forehead, <laughs> shoving hot dogs in his mouth. <laughs> no, those hot dogs are like a plunger shoving buns. The hot dog. That's why the veins popping oh. out of his forehead. He can't breathe. 
<laughs> um, can we do that again? No, never. <laughs> that, was, that was a one-off. Clip it, post it. Yeah, the screen grabs <laughs> and the photoshops yeah. are coming in hot. But uh, oh, no, yeah, um, that'll be that'll be something fun to watch. Uh, you know, at least something. it's pistachios. It's not like hot dogs or something gross or like dude pie eating would be or pie eating. Yeah, like the, something that would make you ah, oh, geez. What do you think, Joey? Would be really really good at eating. Apparently, hopefully pistachios because I know he wants to win this. He's got strong hands. <laughs> step, 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 step. He like snaps yeah, all of it around. That's you. No, he just goes like this <laughs> and crushes all of it. Everything the smashes. <laughs> yeah. Takes the elbow. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> just pops them all. Um, all right. Only well, advantage is strength. So, yeah. Lean into yep. the shelling, Joey. It's like I gotta win something here. I can't win anything <laughs> with the Chargers. I might just as well get hurt. Freaking, yeah, just don't get hurt. Yeah, he gets like diverticulitis or something after this. Just be Ooh. careful out there, okay? <laughs> can't take the three point stand because he injures <laughs> <He's fingers>. just, <laughs> <laughs> smashing pistachios. Joey on the injury report today because of a pistachio incident <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. Mike Florio saying a source says this year's salary cap will be close to $250 million. It was $224.8 million in 2023. So, so that might just solve a lot of our problems. <laughs> well, we I'm curious because have. this couldn't be like a blindside thing. Did we right. really not know that it was going to be 250 or did we yeah, take that I into consideration? People were saying two, like, low 240s or like a okay. couple months ago and this was a new thing that what they're expecting so interesting it yeah, solves well, Pat, a lot of the problems much, we have you see yeah. how much Patrick Mahomes hit the cap for next year they got to find a way to keep the Chiefs competitive they're like ah you gotta up that cap <laughs> give them a couple extra mil something <laughs> they're looking something at it like I don't a, know what to do like yeah. a restaurant bill like ah oh, jeez <laughs> we, got yeah, we gotta do this. something <laughs> can I get two checks <laughs> Let's split this. <laughs> Mahomes, Mahomes need help. Yeah. Chiefs are um, in trouble with the cap. Let's raise it twice as much as we let's thought. Give we were him a little help here, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Right, we'll take the help. We'll take it's the good help. for it's good for us too. It like yeah. if that's the case, yeah. things are a little less dire. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of help. And what else was also help? We f- we found out about this today. Field Yates saying uh, Charger center Corey Lindsley agreed to a restructured contract that lowers his base salary from 11.5 to the minimum for the 2024 season. So this move creates 10.29 million in cap space for now. And if Lindsley retires after June 1st, the team can spread the dead cap hit over two years. So okay. Lindsley told okay, reporters okay. after the season he was 99% likely to retire this offseason. Yeah. Here's my question, and you guys might not have the answer. What what would have happened if he didn't do all of this restructuring? If he had the the 11 million that he was owed, he didn't restructure and he retires, do we still take a like, dead cap hit of 11 and a half million that, for 2 that years? That year. Uh, yeah, I think for that year. You That's can't spread BS. it out. He retired. Yeah, I don't know what the stipulation is because, I mean, when it comes to contracts, I mean, because that's the other thing, too. Like, when players get hurt, it's like, well, are they still getting paid or are they... Also... It's on the contract, the guarantees. Yeah, it's all in the verbiage, I'm sure. There's some guarantees, but once the guarantees are paid or the bonuses are out and... Right. I don't know. This is too confusing. 
Second question, we'll just say we don't know that first one. Yeah, don't know. Second question, um, we know we know our new GM Ortiz loves the compensatory pick. Do we get yes. something like that with a retired center? That happens, right? Maybe he leaves us. You lose Corey Lindsley to retirement. It's a pro, pro Bowl center. Agency. You have to get some compensatory pick. And check back next Monday when we look this up and have a dancer for you. <laughs> or somebody else does the work for us. And we <laughs> or talk check about the comments on YouTube tweet. and they'll answer. <laughs> I'm going to Google, you right, I'm gonna Google right now. Yeah. I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> we'll be right back. Um, yeah, no, it'll be, I have no idea, but that's a great point that, uh, that could result in some kind of, I mean, cause the guy was a main player. He was a team captain for crying out loud and to lose him to, uh, an injury and then retirement, uh, makes sense to me. So that, that could be part of the move. Um, and cause yeah, a current salary cap situation before today was 45.8 million over. I think we were like the second worst in the league as far as like a good amount. over the yeah. Saints are like 80 over. So yeah. <laughs> and my saw, beer. over like every year, I keep hearing about yeah. how over the cap they are, but yet so, they still allow them to play. So maybe we shouldn't a way. stress too hard about this. So after Lindsley's restructuring, uh, we're now at 35.5 million over. And with the new salary cap being 250 million, give or take, we're expected to be about 10.3 million over the, over the cap. So, that being said, we That's, might not see as many big moves as we expect to see it, this offseason, as far as those big names, that big four. Something to consider for sure, especially with the edge rushers. Like, you know, if this happens and it is $250 million, that's a, it, it basically saves a player. Right. So it, it's, it'll be interesting. I think you still think you're going to have to get rid of one. Um, yeah. But I definitely opens up the options for what we could do, you know, in free agency, i.e. Right. I just heard a rumor that Saquon Barkley is not going to get franchise tags. So right. that would be fun. Henry would be fun. A, a stud, you know, veteran running back when you draft some guy in the third round, mm-hmm. bring him in, one-two punch, like that would be exciting. Yeah, yeah. This We're in that part of the offseason now, folks, where we're just waiting for news about players, which I think the free agency opens March 13th, if I remember correctly. Correct. Uh, and the, so it's the day really, we go to Vegas, Kevin. Hey, what last time we were there? What happened? Run it back. Well, Mac, we got Cleo. We Mac, got Cleo yeah. Mac when we were at a roulette table and it was amazing. Yeah. So it's going to be, I mean, we're seeing some players getting dropped so far. None for the chargers, the Corey Lindsley news. That's the only news that's really come out for the chargers, but there's still good be some players that get dropped or talk about players not getting re or players getting restructured. I think that's you'll probably see a lot more of that. Um, yeah. That's going to come yeah. fast, which will be which is what we need to see. You know, if we're going to be ten point three million over the cap, we need to see some restructuring because you still got to draft players, you still got to pay those guys, and with about half the team going, you're going to have to fill those with some other free agency picks, whether those are veterans or whoever, like. You got to make some, got to make some moves. It's going to be a big year for Joe Hortiz to come in because, you know, you've got Justin Herbert. That's set in stone. That's ready to go. Everybody else is where you got to be like, all right, what are we going to do? And there's <laughs> options too because it's like, you're, there's a lot of these guys. I don't think there's going to be a lot of cuts because I think a lot of these guys have trade value. Maybe mm-hmm. some of the, there's certain guys you could see cut, but I think it's going to come up close to, you know, even post draft, some of these guys are still going to be on the roster because they're going to try and wheel and deal them or, get something done. That makes sense. Well, it'll be fun to see. 
And you know what else is fun to see is our Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat, where you've got so many fun things going on over there. Oh, they're so great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought something went wrong like we weren't recording. Yeah. We might have to <laughs> We might have to have a pistachio eating competition here in the next distant uh, future. Oh god. I don't know if we'll quite hit nine hundred, but uh no. we'll we'll <laughs> see. New competition. Yeah. Uh but uh check it out. Patreon.com slash charger chat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there, T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions and ask both fans. So go check out chargerchat.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, folks. It's time to go on to the next segment. Love this guy. Know this guy. Talking about... Craig experience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Craig experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Ooh we. What's going on, folks? Uh, I am back in the saddle, as you can see. Took a little bit of a vacay, went back to the hometown of New Orleans, Louisiana to celebrate carnival season, better known to many of you guys as Mardi Gras. And one thing I learned for certain, uh, 40 is not the new 20 or 30 or whatever folks are saying, because I definitely can't get down the way that I used to back uh, then in those days. I'm used to hitting the hay at a certain time. There was none of that for about five days straight and so the recovery has been slow going but again i'm here and it's time to talk a little charges all season uh specifically some of the coaching hires there have been a couple controversial ones really one in particular well no nah, maybe two now but i know i haven't really been around to give all my thoughts feelings and opinions so that's what we're gonna do right now so with that said cc gang the biggest of salutes and to the rest of the Bow fam, what is goody? She got Craig back in Texas. And welcome to the newest edition of the TCE. Let's do it. Might as well start with the unanimous uh, coaching decision hire that everyone seems to love with Jesse Mentor because it makes the most sense. Talking about a guy that had a lot of success in his two years in college football. Uh, Michigan boasted the best defense in all of the NCAA. But hey, you may not be familiar with uh, how Jim and Jesse got together. 
So with that being said, let me give you a little bit of a backstory here. I'll do the reader's digest version of it for time's sake. So we're all familiar with Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan and the fact that, you know, even though he led the Wolverines to a bunch of bowl games, had some really good records, he would have issues defeating the better teams like the big boys. In particular, one squad, like the only game that really matters for Michigan against Ohio State. So Jim's an offensive guy. What he decided to do was tap his big brother, John, in the NFL and said, hey, can I borrow one of your guys? And John was kind enough to lend Jim, little bro, Jesse Mentor. I think it was between Jesse and Mike McDonald. So Jesse goes to the Wolverines, runs the show, and the results are what they are. Uh, you know, the rest is history. So why not bring that along to you to the NFL? I mean, it's a system that's already proven, tried and true, because it's working in NFL. As you can see, the success that the Ravens have had with it. And hopefully you can keep him around for a bit because now, speaking of Mike McDonald, he's the head coach with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And it's a bit of a risk that you're going to have to take when you have successful staff. People are going to want to come over and poach them from you. And we're going to be talking in about two to three years, folks offering head coaching gigs to uh, Jesse Mentor. So we just have to be prepared for it. But like I said before, comes with the territory. Now, that makes sense, right? But let's have a conversation about the hire that has a lot of folks up in arms and i think this is kind of a threefold uh thing but i also want you to pay attention to the fact that it seems like the approach is on the defensive side of the ball they're looking to get younger with the coaching staff and on the offensive side they're looking to uh dig deep into the experience bag and i think there's a reason for that when you hear some of these names, some of the places they've been, and some of their accomplishments, it makes a lot more sense and therefore should make it a bit more palatable. So we know that the new offensive coordinator for the Chargers is Greg Roman. And when you hear that name, a lot of people start sinking in their seats. You hear some groaning. And initially, it wasn't something that I was a huge fan of either. But it's one of those things where it's like, what is your most recent memory of that person? And then you forget about everything that came along with them prior to. Well, Greg Roman was essentially run out of town in Baltimore, which I would say there was good reason for it because his, <laughs> uh, let's just call his strategy. It can seem a bit antiquated. He's very heavy run based, which should be a breath of fresh air for you as Chargers fans in this instance, because you know that the running game and Chargers, uh, well, for the Chargers has essentially been non-existent for years now. And another quick question. Do you think they would have liked to have had Greg Roman in that AFC championship game? Just curious, because it seemed like they got way away from what they did best all season long, being like, well, were they the top rushing team in the entire NFL? And they seem to just throw that to the wind against the Niners. Just super weird. But anyway, I digress. Fact of the matter is, Greg Roman is going to come in day one and improve your rushing game because it's his primary course of attack on the football field. Um, he does incorporate the passing game into that. There's a lot of utilization of your tight ends, um, but the passing game can be a little wonky at times. There have been issues with spacing, things of that nature. So yeah, you could go ahead and throw a wet blanket on that if you want to but the fact of the matter is is that the dude still was the offensive coordinator for lamar jackson's first mvp and um pro bowl season 
and the fact that they led the NFL in rushing also. And um, they were, what, within the top five or ten in points scored per game. So offensively, things were fine. It was just the progression of Lamar as a quarterback. And he wasn't taking the necessary steps that you would think he should, especially after having won an MVP. And Todd Munkin comes in and there was some tinkering done with offense and it makes sense but if you go back and look at the numbers especially the more successful days Munkin didn't really outperform what happened under Roman in totality but again people just have a tendency to look at the most recent things and forget about the past overall but I'm more of a macro of a micro person so that's why Roman has you know I feel a little bit better about him but not just because of what Roman's done in the past I mean the connection with Harbaugh is there dating all the way back to the Stanford days um, you know what he did with Colin Kaepernick as a quarterback those guys got to a Super Bowl they lost there but still that offense was very run heavy but they utilized the strengths of the quarterbacks you're gonna see a theme here uh, mobile quarterbacks and an emphasis on the rushing game and to me that also says that Greg Roman took the strengths of his players and he leaned on them which isn't a bad thing you have to be able to mix things up, especially when you get into the bigger games, because those better defensive coordinators are going to find a way to out scheme you. It becomes a little bit of a bit of a chess match and you have to have a secondary option, have to be some adjustments made. And that's where I feel these other names come into play. Marcus Brady as your passing game coordinator. Um, we're talking about a guy who worked with the Philadelphia Eagles and also with the Indianapolis Colts. I think he was QB coach for um Andrew Luck. And he also has roots in the CFL, which is a pass heavy league. Now, of course, the CFL is not the NFL, but the passing schemes and things can be used in today's NFL specifically because it is such a pass heavy league. So you have a guy like Brady along with someone who uh, understands the running game so intimately as Greg Roman does. And then you might have a recipe for success. You've got Brady to help balance out Roman. But then if you take it a step further, another name that kind of threw people off their rockers, Mark Trestman. He's been hired as a senior offensive assistant. Oddly enough, as a head coach, Mark Trestman didn't have a ton of success, but you know what he's always been really good at? Offensive game plans. You can go look at some of his old players talk about it. They were always prepared when they went into battle on the offensive side of the ball and Trestman someone who, along with Brady, understands balance and a solid passing game to complement a running game. Where Roman is all about ground and pound, you've got both Tressman and Marcus Brady, who understands what it is to get the passing game involved and also how to utilize your running backs in the passing game as well. Go look at their histories and the backs that they've coached or have been on their team under the offenses that they've called and look at how they've performed on the ground and in the receiving game. So collectively, altogether for me, this is why I have a ton of confidence in this offense moving forward. Now we have to see the pieces that they apply because the offensive line has to be, I'm not gonna say completely reconstructed, but tinkered with. And um, we have to see who the running backs are gonna be, even though I still have a lot of faith in Isaiah Spiller. I know a lot of y'all are rolling your eyes at me, but I'll say this again, Isaiah Spiller was heavily recruited by Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. So I think he's going to get an opportunity finally consistently this season, but I would not be surprised to see them uh, bring in another vet back or at least draft another back. So uh, with that all being said, 
there's a lot to look forward to. And in the coming weeks, I will talk a little bit more about draft prospects because I know that's what you guys are really, really interested in because we can only talk about coaches for so long. Right. Uh, but because we have this new regime, there are going to be new expectations. The schemes are going to be different. And that means there are going to be specific players that have to meet these schemes so that the team can be overall more successful. And I'm going to talk about that in detail, because instead of just looking at prospects and, you know, some of the better names and you know, just wanting guys because they're at the top of the boards, we're going to talk about players that actually fit, because believe it or not, some of the higher rated players on a lot of people's draft boards aren't necessarily the best fits for this team, whether it be offensively or defensively. But again, we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks. So there's that to look forward to. But until next time, it's been your boy, Mr. T.O.P. underscore F.L.Y.T. 3 over on Twitter, a.k.a. Mr. Uh, Bullganger Do Not Bang. And you can also catch me over on the Lightning Round podcast as well. So definitely do that. But all right, folks, we got combine coming up here in a little bit. Start talking about prospects a little bit more. But again, it's always going to be tape over tights. You know how your boy gets down. So for me, it's always about what you can see on film. And if they go to the combine and light it up, great. But if they don't, you always have the tape to go back and reference either way. And that's what matters most. So make sure to put that in your mental Rolodex when you're criticizing, critiquing players on who you think best fits the team. But again, till the next time, I'll catch y'all later. My boys, uh, Dub D, Coach, Kev, hope y'all are well. I'll be chatting with you all soon as we get into the season uh, that we're all looking forward to. It's a new regime, new time. A lot to be excited about. So I will talk to y'all later. Till then. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, Craig, those are all fantastic points and a lot of interesting tidbits there as far as, I mean, I never question Craig. Craig always does the down and dirty work, the sleuthing, if you will. And uh, making the, I mean, the Jesse Minter story about him. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't quite realize the level of that. You know what I mean? So, hey, bro. Need some help. I can't yeah, beat these assholes. It's Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. I can't get past them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, need, yeah, I got yeah. Jesse Minner to help him out with that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't watch a lot of Baltimore. I don't know Greg Roman from Adam, but it's, it's serious. Like Adam. he, I, well, yeah. Oh, I okay. You. Well, I guess I do know Greg Roman from Adam. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> Caleb, you're back. Uh, <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you tell me that this is the offensive coordinator that was there for Lamar getting MVP. They led the league in rushing and they were possibly top 10 in points scored for that season. Like sounds like it's not to OC. love. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it, I think it'll be interesting to see him coming in and bringing that kind of old school mentality to the offense yeah. as far as being that type of a game. Cause like he also said with Marcus Brady and Mark Trestman, there, like, He's got a lot of minds in that offensive yeah. room. Like they're they're clearly taking care of Justin, really coming up with good game plans. Like there's a, there's more coaching staff on this team right now than I remember in the past, and guys that have been ho- head coaches. Tressman yeah. was a head coach. Like he's yeah. just a senior, you know, senior offensive yeah. assistant. Like they're just bringing in studs. Yeah, yeah. Granted, he didn't do that well in Chicago, and he kind of got ran out of town. Listen, but, he, but we didn't. But he's not a he's not a head coach for us. That's the way right. he was not great. Right. Offensive uh, as an offensive coach, you can't say he was. That's how he got a head coaching job because they were so impressed with what he did on the offense. And he was so. at Canadian Football League, which <clears throat> yeah, 
got to get creative. Very different. Very yeah. different. Um, I like the, 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 the tape over tights idea. It's a, um, it's a bumper sticker waiting to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the tights is, it's just a compliment to what has already been put on tape. Exactly. You know, like it has to be a compliment. It can't be the sole deciding factor. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like when I watch a receiver at, at the combine, like there are certain things that it's like, you better catch every football thrown to you. Mm -hmm. especially with our last season with Quentin Johnson, any prospects better catch every freaking ball. I don't care if it's wobbly. I don't care if you have to jump. <laughs> I don't to care catch. if you're a defensive you, lineman. I don't care if you're a linebacker, you better catch the damn ball. No, no, no. no. <laughs> if you're a wide receiver trying to play in the NFL and you're at the combine, you better catch every football thrown to you. Yes. Or I just, I'm not interested. Like that's what it is. You know? It's like, but the tape, Kyle. The, <laughs> no, 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 exactly. At the same time, if you catch every ball that does and you're fast, that's still that doesn't mean that it it trumps the tape. Right. You have to have like it has to complement what you've already shown and put on the field. Yes. Now you're just you're adding to the resume that you've already looked at. So us as fans, especially us NFL fans, I watch college football a lot. I love it. With how many kids I have and a wife and a job, I can't sit all day Saturday and watch football and sit all day Sunday and watch Bet football. Bet you wish you could. <laughs> No, I love my family. <laughs> well, it's, it's alternate Don't universe. Nice so I <laughs> almost nice gotcha. Um, but I don't get to watch every single play of every college football game. So mm -hmm. for some of us fans, you watch the, the combine. You're like, oh my God, that guy's incredible. But you haven't taken any time to watch what he actually put on the field. It should be a supplement to what you've already done, not the only deciding factor and force but behind, oh, I want this guy really bad because he's the fastest guy on the 40. And not just highlights either. You, you It's the same no, thing. No, no, you can't you gotta watch highlights. Watch, you got to watch case. You can't just watch the highlight film. Yeah. It's easy, yeah. and you can find them on YouTube, but that's not yeah. the most effective way to find guys you like. Right. Everyone, every guy has good highlights. You can put together a two-minute clip of four years of playing college football pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if you're Brock Bowers and have a 20 minute highlight film that we will be That's doing in indicative. our Patreon yeah. this week, um, yeah, tape. There's, a little, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in there. There's a lot, a lot of tape, tape there. Yeah, a lot of tape. <laughs> a lot of tape there. Um, and I'm, it's an interesting call on the Isaiah Spiller thing too. With uh, he's a power back that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And he must have been really young when he was trying to get him to come because he was 19, like 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's recruiting him as a 12 year recruiting him at 12. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah. I want to play football for Michigan. Play for Michigan. <laughs> well, you're going to Texas A&M, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but uh, Craig, thank you, dude, for an awesome Craig experience. It's very exciting. And yes, we're in that time of year where now we're going to be looking forward to draft prospects. And I'm really curious to see some of the names that Craig drops because we can all talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors and Brock Bowers. But what are some of those other players that we should be looking at? And I'm excited to see what you got for us, Craig. Thank you, buddy, for another awesome experience. And now, folks, it's time to go on to the next segment. Ask Bolt Fam. No pistachios were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, you boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam, and we start at the top with Mark. Get some We're not doing certified buddy. fresh anymore. I guess. Right. Oh, I'm doing it. People said they want it. They don't. This show wouldn't be the same without it. Guess what? You guys can't peer pressure me into not doing it. So it's coming right. back. He's not fresh, okay, though. Good. Okay, fine. Starting with Mark. Just who Mark. Has a question. We don't even have Mark. Like a handle. Just Mark. Just Mark. No. Mark. This, no. 
Fellas, 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 my sexy boy toys. I'm raging inside like a rodeo bull awaiting a cowboy to ride me into a sweet buck fest. Oh, yeah. Do you feel that? That's what you call boating up from the top to bottom and my pleasure receptors are beginning to fire with a hellacious, ever so luscious fervor that's causing a ring-tingy-ting-tingy in my ding-a-ding-ding-dingy. Mmm, that's nice. I love how things are coming together. What would you say your excitement levels are at my lovelies on a scale of mm to holy mother of God? A scale of one of ten would also satisfy my innermost desires too. Oh, yes, baby, right there. That's all for now, you sexy beast. Kate loves you. Bye. Good, just perverted, sexy German question is yeah. really what I what I show up every day to, way work to start for. it. You know, I come in here, <laughs> I punch my clock, and I wait for this kind of shit. You punch Let's go. <laughs> I punch the clock, punch my ticket. Punch the clock or your clock? <laughs> Kyle, you're so young. You don't, don't know, know how to you don't know how to I'm go to work confused. and punch your clock. I don't clock. know what it means. You punch the clock. You used to have little things. Clock. You'd go in, you'd punch in it, tell you when you were coming. Yeah, I can't punch in the clock. But no, I get punched in the clock, but you keep saying punch your clock. What's punching your clock? Sounds like ger- sexy German voice, something he would say. Would you like to punch, punch your, your clock? clock? Punch your clock. Kevin likes to punch you. Well, not in front oh. of the children, Kevin. <laughs> but it's time to start to work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, scale of mm to Holy Mother of God or one to ten? Either way. <laughs> I was whole, I was holy mother of God, and then this Nick Hardwick happened, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it was like, holy shit, this is insane. <laughs> and then he punched his clock. <laughs> and then I punched my clock, and I was done for the day. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much how that goes. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm right about there. I might be a little bit lower. Not totally lower, but just Maybe in a nine. I'd say I'm at a niner. niner? Calling from a walkie-talkie. What would what would take <laughs> you to a ten or niner? Uh, I would. What would put me season? at a ten? I think is probably because we're still so early in the off season. Finding Super out, Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl win in the off season, please. Uh, no, finding out what's going to happen with some of these veterans that we're concerned about. Yeah. Like, yeah, if we if like listen, if we found a way to hold on to all of them. That's holy mother of God right there. The, holding on to all four of those guys, that would be a holy mother of God situation. Okay. For yeah, me. I agree. I think th- there's so much unknown. Everything that we've done has been awesome so far, mm-hmm. but there's still so much unknown as to what our team is going to look like and what a lot of these veteran guys, where they're going to end up, that it does feel a little bit like I'm super excited, but I just want it all to get settled. And then I can really yeah. start to ramp up into my get to the 10 kind of stage. Yes. And the, the, the big question for me too is like coming to terms with whoever is going to be gone because yeah clearly that was an old you know regime and they have a new plan so um that's going to be hard to hopefully it's no one I really really love but and just don't go to the say, Raiders don't be stupid they will if they get if whoever gets cut I'm telling you right now Tom whoever Solesco gets cut scooping them. he's yeah. scooping up everyone yeah. so if we get rid of the thing I want this offseason is you know new right tackle Pipkins will be the starting right tackle yeah. of the yeah. of the Raiders if that's the case. He will. 100%. A thousand percent, yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. A million out. percent. 
what happens? No. Two million percent. Billions. <laughs> Two billion. No, you're uh, the greatest. Mark. <laughs> you're the greatest. You know, you're a legend. <laughs> you're a legend. Uh, yeah. Mark, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Swipe of Visuals, who asked the question. Howdy, fellas. Long time, no chat. Anyways, got a question for Coach and Kevin. Sorry, Willie, no question for you. Hmm. Kyle, I need some advice for coaching. I'm about to start that in a few weeks, and I need advice. I'm coaching 12 you kids for baseball, and I get you coach football, but any help is help in my eyes, so I'm all ears. Kevin, how can I get on fan focus? Just curious. I always wondered since you asked one day last year. Anywho, bolt up, and I appreciate y'all always. Okay, love you, bye. Kyle's a coach of many a sports, so he might yeah, be the perfect like guy for this. <laughs> yeah, I he's do not just an old football guy. You know what I mean? He's got some finesse. He some soccer does it in all. There, you know? Yeah. So yeah. right now, I've coached my oldest son is seven. So I've coached two years of t-ball with him, a year of rookies, and now he's in minors, which is like getting up to kid pitch. And my youngest, my second son, is in his second year of t-ball. So I've coached a lot of baseball, and I would say. The best thing you could do is just create competition anytime you can. No matter what sport you're coaching, make everything competitive to get kids starting to get. There's so many kids that they just don't have that competitive nature that's just default in them. So finding ways to create competitive situations where they start to like want to win and it's not just, oh, yeah, I'm just here to show up and get my snack after the game. I don't know. I think that that's when you create one, you create a lot of team like friendships and the kids having fun. Um, but then that's when they start to like unlock new levels of themselves and get better as baseball players, football players, basketball players, whatever it is. So make everything a competition. What I did, the new thing that I started this year with my minor B team with Paxton is they, it, you, every day you start, we warm up catch, you have a partner and that's your partner for the whole day. And you earn points throughout the day, whether you're saying yes, coach, when I'm asking what you're saying, what you're doing, whether you're hustling to a drill, if you're listening to your coaching, perfect form, I give you, a, you get 4,000 points for, for running to the drill or whatever it is. And then at the end of the practice, whoever had the most points doesn't have to run. So it's just like making competition out of everything. Um, that would be my strongest suggestion. I got an idea for you, Kyle. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the Dark Knight. Um, but there's a scene when the Joker takes a pool stick and breaks it uh, in half and throws a sharpen yeah. into the middle. Maybe try that. Yeah. That'll be real competitive real quick. Yeah. We got yeah, one yeah. one spot on this team. Let's get this done. Yeah. That's why you're in Missouri and I'm in California. That doesn't apply here, dude. It's more of the movie guy. Yeah. I'd be a terrible coach for sure. <laughs> All right. Now, one of you kill the other one. Yeah. <laughs> that was and a great scene. Go. Talk about competitive and edge. Yes. Um, right. Fan focus. It's as easy as messaging me on <laughs> Instagram or Twitter and uh, setting up a time. So hit me up. Let's set up a time. And yeah, it goes for, for sure. anyone. Uh, if, if I get all of a sudden get like 100 people that want fan focuses, we'll have to schedule them out. But first come, first serve kind of deal um, in the off season, We'll do a lot more of them. So. Uh, and the, that sits honest, you up on the Charger Chat podcast, like Instagram. Yeah, or Twitter. honestly, in, Instagram or Twitter is the best one. The email works, but Instagram or Twitter will get done a lot faster. Yeah, front of the line. Kev runs front all that for us, so you'll get directly to him. There you go. Competitive edge. That's right. Swipe of visuals. Village. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to David Smith. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question. 
Why don't we just move Zion to center? Because you drafted him in the first round to be a guard. And or guard. A guard. I'm t- <laughs> guard, you need guard. to be a little bit more athletic than center. I played both positions in high school. Guard, there's a lot more pulling. There's a lot more stuff going on. I think center's a little bit higher stress situation because you are then you know coach Harbaugh said you're touching the ball the quarterback touches the ball every play so does the so does the center so um it's just a different thing I wouldn't just I don't think you just move Zion over there because he's designed to be a guard that can pull yeah. and be effective um I just, hopefully our coaches can get the best out of him and then let's go get a guy that's done it um at, at center mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting I do think it's an interesting thought though especially with a new like a new they, Harbaugh and um, Ortiz didn't draft him as a guard. You know, like right. they're going to come in and assess what he is. And you, the center has to be able to, what we know as the most important part of a center is, is calling out coverages and calling out protections and making those adjustments and changes. You need a smart football guy. Now, Zion is incredibly smart. I, mm-hmm. He went to Boston College and he got a degree in like international sports. It was internet like security, software, I think, or something like internet that. Internet security, yeah. yeah. And we're something, trying to pro- we are trying to protect Justin, so that kind of might go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think he has the intelligence to do so, but yeah, I I don't think I don't think it's a bad idea, but it feels like a patch. You know, I it, I'm not saying that the the last regime had did everything perfect, but if I'm sure they tried it, you know, I'm sure they 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 they. they Tried to see if he could make that switch once Lindsley got hurt. Clap was the only option, is what it felt like. Because if you have McFadden that can jump in there at guard and Zion could easily move to center, that sounds like a better starting five for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but to I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't I don't hate the idea, but then you have a guard spot that you need to fill as well, unless they think that McFadden can step in there and be a stud right away. Uh, either way, we're gonna have to add interior. Lineman help. So You're if you see it either way. drafting, yeah, right. if you see us drafting guard help, maybe that means the Zion move is going to happen. But uh, I think either way, that guard center position has to be addressed here in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Big time. So there you go, David Smith. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolt Gang member. Who asked the question? When we think back to how bad the defensive coaching was for the Chargers under Brandon Staley, should we think that the pieces we have are fine with better coaching, or are the pieces an issue? Do we need to adjust personnel? Should the draft be offensive sided? I think the only thing we consistent thing we had, you know, Brandon Staley era was the offense. It's the only thing that was, and it was the, had the most turnover. It was like different offensive coordinators, but it was like more, you know, if you look at the rankings and the numbers, it was the most consistent. They got to fix the defense. And, you know, you hear Matt Money Smith and Chris Harry talking about Derwin James and, Derwin's way better of a player than how he's looked the last couple of years. So get him in the right place and get him going. Um, I think we have this, we have the guys there. It's just getting the right scheme. Cause the last one was not it. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about how we were the most expensive defense in the NFL. I think that was the stat, right? We spent the most money Something on defense like that, players, yeah. but I just think that's a stupid way to approach it because we had so much money tied up in JC Jackson didn't play right. at all. Right. You had all this money tied up in Joey Bosa. Didn't, play. didn't really play. Like you have all this money in these couple of guys. If one goes down, you're screwed. Like the next right. guy up is such a drop off. Yeah. I don't. I don't want the mega stars. I don't want 
don't don't have the biggest contracts in the NFL. Give me the good, solid football players that if something were to happen and they fall out, the next guy in line is still a solid player because you didn't break the bank on the number one guy. Right. Like you have to do better in the draft. <clears throat> Looking back at Tom Telesco, like you look at these last three drafts, like in the middle rounds, we've gotten nothing. Like really, in all reality, <clears throat> outside of a outside of a, <clears throat> a lineman here or there, it's just been very poor. Like JT Woods, is the guy even on our team anymore? I don't know. That's insane. Yeah, he is, like, but it doesn't look feel like it. I, he's done nothing significant as a. He was a third round pick. It's like you you have to get more out of those guys. They have to be studs, and then you don't have to spend top dollar on the number ones. And when they drop off, you're screwed. I, that's all I want to see. I don't. I don't want like blockbuster signings this offseason, right. which we can't because of the cap. I want to go out and get a bunch of B-level players that are going to be consistent. And if you drop one, they fill in and you don't see gigantic change. And the other team doesn't go, we're attacking that right now. That guy's out. We're going right after him. I think that's that's the biggest overhaul that needs to happen on our team is more balanced, less top-heavy. Great point. All right. Well, there you go. Bolt gang member. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Guy Robichaud. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? It seems like the coaching staff Harbaugh is bringing in is pretty extensive. What's the comparison between the size of the current coaching staff to Staley's staff in terms of numbers? Just felt like Staley didn't have this many coaches at his disposal. That's a good question. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it feels like senior defensive assistant. We didn't have that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, there's just a couple positions that are like, oh, hi, how are you? So I would say at least three feels like at least. <laughs> and then there's going to be there's going to be more coaches coming in. These are right. just like the guys they've announced now. There's a whole staff right. behind these guys. So right. uh, they clearly are putting money into the staff, which they've, you know, as if you've been a Charger fan long enough, they've never done. That's what they've been doubted for this yeah. whole offseason. Yeah. 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 And it's not just about number of coaches. It's quality. You can't say the quality is the same. You right. just can't. It's not impossible to say that the position coach and the coordinators that we have right now is even close to what it was, especially like how, who are you going to attract as a DC when you say, I'm going to call the plays and I'm going to be in control as a exactly. head coach. You're not yeah. going to get a DC that, that, that has any experience that you has get done it. Ronaldo Hill and Derek Ansley. The, that's right. Which no, no, no gripe to them at all. They, right. they hadn't done it before, so this was right. an opportunity for them to have the title. But it's just, it's just, it's just so significantly different. I feel like. Yeah. No, that it the the caliber of these guys and the experience. That's the thing I think that you could throw out is the experience yeah. that these guys yeah. bring in, and not just well, I've been doing this job for X amount of years. It's now I've been doing this job for X amount of years, and I've been really good at it. <laughs> so yeah, totally, um, yeah, that's that's what it feels like, and yeah, I would say that it's definitely feels like there's more names. I mean, we might have had a defensive assistant of some kind, but I. You didn't hear about them. That's for sure. Right. Oh, they so. had the roster up on their website. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but they had all the key positions. And it's probably a good scroll nowadays. That, yeah. That coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Guy Robichaud. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolt Dan, who asked the question. Que veo vatos, puro chargers. Okay. Only 197 days until football season. First question. 
Church's chicken or Kentucky fried chicken? Which one for you guys? Uh, ketchup on eggs? Yes or no? Braveheart or Gladiator? Which movie? Again, thank you guys. We need your important input. Die Hard Boat Club, Ventura. Kentucky. Um, I miss Kentucky. We used to live in Ventura. Yes. Back, back in the day. Those were good times, man. Beach houses and parties. Dude. Yeah. We were 17, 18, <laughs> living up in Ventura, man. Yeah. Yeah. Catching some sweet rays. Um, all right. Well, Bold Dan asking the important questions. These here. are big ones. Um, these are let's good Let's take ones, our time yeah. with these. So, Church's Chicken or Kentucky Fried you, Chicken? You guys have both out there in Missouri, yeah. right? We have them both out here. I've not been to Church's Chicken, so it's, I can't even say. I can only say Kentucky Fried because that's the only one I've had. I haven't had Church's Chicken yet. Clearly, I need to. I'll answer this. Kentucky Fried, I would say, is mine. But the one that's not on here that I like the most is Popeye's. Um, Popeye's chicken's really freaking good. But I'll take Kentucky Fried Chicken because this is a question you asked and I'm not going to detour and do what I usually do. So Kentucky Fried hmm. Chicken. Interesting. I'm growing, improving. Season six, moving on, moving forward. <laughs> Big growth, Kev. Big growth. Love that. Um, I assume Kentucky Fried for you, Kyle. I don't know if you've had Church's Chicken or not. There is a Church's Chicken here close, but I don't think I've ever gone to it. I think it's in Mira Mesa. I've never... Never had. I've never even gone into. No Wait, one's ever taken you to church. Yeah, I go to church every Sunday. Take me to church. Any chicken? chicken. Never <laughs> been to church's chicken. Um, so by default, I guess I'll go Kentucky Fried. But I'm not. Yeah, like diehard Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, but I guess I'll have to say because I've never had churches. Yeah, it's on my list now to give it a shot. Mm. Um, all right, ketchup on eggs? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I with a scramble. You guys are insane. No. With cheese? With scram cheese scr egg scramble? Scramby with eggs? Scrambies? I love scramby eggs, but ketchup? keep the ketchup out of here. Who you invited I'll that? even do... Dude, I do ketchup on a fried egg. Give me a, like a nice over medium with ketchup on top. It's just that little zest on it. I think it's our... Kyle, I think it's our taste buds. I think we're on the Dude, same we page. Love, I, I feel love like I'm taking ketchup. crazy We're, we're pissing here. off Adam. I can feel it. <laughs> You're okay. You're probably the majority. Honestly, Adam. <laughs> My wife gets... My wife gets this. She won't watch me eat eggs. She gets so grossed out by Good. that fact. We'll that be eating eggs like eggs. normal people in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, I've 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 already had all my boys eating ketchup and eggs. Well, oh, not Christ. Bo. He's three months old, but all of the other ones. will be there. Have ketchup on eggs. Yeah, yeah. They already do it. My condolences to your wife. <laughs> um, all right, Braveheart or Gladiator? Should we do this on the count of three? This is tough. Yeah, that's a real tough one. Should we count to countdown and just we all say it at the same time? Sure. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Brave Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah. Hey, we're all on the same page. Gladiator is amazing. Hard, though. They're they're amazing movies. I rewatched both of these recently. Braveheart holds up so much better than Gladiator. Gladiator's still amazing, but it doesn't quite hold up the way Braveheart does. Just a better story. I concur. And there welcome to the uh, Charger Chat Movie Podcast. <laughs> there you go. It <laughs> would be funny. It would be very much like a turning of roles with you two being the experts and me knowing nothing. Me just being like, hey, your <laughs> show. Dude, I body this is how you frame week. a shot here. This is, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, would not, I would not attempt to, to answer any of these questions first. That's for damn sure. I, 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 you guys talk and... <laughs> 
Maybe have I have done some. Well. I, we could do it. I I have done some teaching at college before, um, some cinematography classes. So if you guys want to get into the nitty gritty of some filmmaking, we can maybe do that later. There you go. There's long offseason. We're gonna come up with some it's shit to do. Long, yes. Let's go. So there you go, Bold Dan. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Andrew Ramsey, hmm. who asked the question. Boogity, 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 Charger Chat fam. How do we start the trend of linemen being sexy picks for this fan base to begin buying linemen jerseys or getting sweaty during the draft? I agree with Kev on the cursed Twitter X that building in the trenches is what's needed this year. Plus, Brock wants to go to the Titans anyway, and I don't want us to waste a high pick on another wide receiver or running back. That should be a Fig Newton logo sponsorship on the windshield, obvious. On to NASCAR, then. When can you believe this, that I have managed to stumble upon the Chargers of NASCAR in Chase Crisco Briscoe? Oh, well, LOL. Maybe I'll find the brisket broads of NASCAR this season and each of you three's NASCAR versions to make me more positive there. And then I'll introduce all of you and create a force unbeknownst to mankind. K, love you. Bye. I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew Ramsey. I don't know much about NASCAR, so I'm going to have to take your word for everything you just said. I like the name, <laughs> yeah, though. You. Chase Crisco Briscoe. Yeah, I'm into that. But Shake and bake. Yeah. Shake and bake. What does that mean that he's the Chargers of NASCAR? Consistently underperforming, heart, heart, like a heart attack. Like <laughs> he's got a great new coach. <laughs> yeah, great new. No, he's like great new pit crew. He like he wins he the off season. Then, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always high up on the projected winners, but never comes through. I think maybe that's it. Like he always finds some catastrophic way to lose. Like flat tire on the final final lap, rubbing his racing. I ran out of gas. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and then the first one, offensive line is never going to be sexy, but guess what? The sexy thing it. on our team Just is Justin choose. Herbert. And if he's going yeah. off, it's all that matters. So it, it sucks. People are going to be mad, whatever, but it's going to be great. Like it's mm, going to work like, out. Just change your mindset. Yeah. Change your yeah. mindset about the whole thing. It, just choose to accept that lineman picks are sexy. It is what it is. Yeah. Just just shift the way that you think about it because I want I don't care if our team is sexy. I don't care if Justin Herbert throws for five thousand yards a season. I just want to win. I don't care. He was honestly you know what's sexy is winning. When you have more points than the other team at the end of the game. You know what's That's in right now? Hot. Winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Losing so is so last year. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Winning's so hot right now. Yeah, so hot. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you go, Andrew Ramsey. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Chance, who asked the question. What's each of your favorite Chargers players and why? <laughs> I say for me, it's Keenan Allen, just because I've grown up watching him since I was 13. Definitely had some fun moments. <laughs> yes, that's good. You. That's a good one, man. Yeah, I'll write it till you stop laughing. I've known when this, you do. I've known I'm you for a very long it. time, and I've never heard you do that until just recently. So this well, is great. Clearly, news. we need to hang out more. I think so. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this is a fun question. Favorite Charger players on the roster, or just ever? We can do both. I think right now they gave a current Keenan Allen. Okay, go current. <laughs> we can't say Justin Herbert because that's too easy. No, you can say Justin Herbert. You can say Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert, 
Yeah. Okay. Hands down, Justin like Herbert. <laughs> but why? Explain. It's a unique pick. Because say. It's, he brings me so much joy and happiness when he's playing well that like no other player does that for me. Like mm-hmm. I get really excited for Keenan when he scores, but it's because Justin's throwing him the ball. You know, you need that to do that. So I'm starting with yeah. the OG. I'll tag on to that. I, I wouldn't, I'll, I'll try to come up with a different name, but really the, the appeal to me of Justin Herbert is not just his talent, but how humble he is with that talent. Mm. He is not a flashy. He is not a look at me. He's not a, I'm you, you don't need, you need me on this team mentality. At least we don't see that on camera. Yeah. Uh, he just seems like the best, coolest guy that is just happy to be there. And I love that about him. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, my, my favorite player, and I think he's been frustrated the last couple of years, and it's been hard to watch because he's, I, I don't think he's been used correctly, is Derwin James. I I love Derwin. I love the way that he talks about his teammates, about his coaches, the way that he plays on the field. I know he gets some silly penalties, but I think that's those are a result of how much passion he has for being a football player. Like he just is a football player. He has to rein in some of that stuff. But I think some of those hits are were frustrations with like, what am I doing back here at 15 yards, not having an impact on this play? Like he's yeah. just itching to go be a part of the game. So when he finally gets that opportunity, he kind of goes a little bit too much. But I don't know. I love, I love, I love his versatility. I love the way that he talks about the game. He just, he loves football and that's what I, I love football. I don't, it, I don't just love winning because our team doesn't win all the time. I love football. I just love watching all football no matter what. So yeah, um, yeah I think Derwin James is my fit. Justin Herbert, I love Justin Herbert, but, and Keenan. Keenan is one of the last San Diego Chargers left. Oh yeah. Um, but Derwin's just really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Keenan's a definite favorite of mine too, just for his, uh, not just his ability. I love his uh, off the field uh, piano playing, his talent, knows yeah. no bounds. And uh, I think that's just something. I saw a karaoke clip that came out recently. Did you guys see oh, that? Oh, the one? guy can sing too. Yeah, he's so <laughs> It was awesome. He has too much talent. Keenan, spread it around. Save some for the rest oh, of us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are definitely some favorites. And I mean, we could go on if we wanted to do not current charger players but uh we don't want this show to be two and a half hours so yeah we can go quick no explanation name answers philip rivers junior say uh latanian domlinson latanian domlinson Domlinson. i was like i was waiting for you guys to ruin it and steal it from me latanian domlinson (laughs) schmalanian domlinson latanian domlinson oh that's really good i'll go different names i'll go rodney harrison Mm -hmm. um and then i'll go antonio gates and i will go with it should be my uh, junior say I have to go the same junior say lights out just legend yeah I'll go yeah. lights out oh, I would Sean say yeah say. I would say Philip Rivers uh Sean Merriman uh Danny Woodhead I loved it oh, Donnie Edwards too I really love Donnie Edwards yeah I don't know why it was Sean Phillips was always Sean causing problems really he was great yeah Carney dude give me some early 90s Carney too I like the I, I love Carney oh I love Carney <laughs> Great name. I, I don't Carney. know why. Carney. Carney, Carney, Carney. All right. Well, there you go. 
uh, chance. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move on now to Javier Rodriguez, who asked the question. How would you guys fix the cap space issue? Cut the big four and start clean in 2025 or keep the same? What do you guys got? I, if we're expanding the cap space, let's just uh, let's, let's keep them all here. We're, we're, we're having a party going. It's just getting started, baby. Where, where are you going? I would love it if they could figure out a way to keep them all. Will they likely? No, probably not. But I think yeah. the the likeliest scenario is that you find a way to trade one of those guys because you have to because you can't just cut them. If you cut them, you still owe them money. You got to be able to trade them. You got to be able to trade away some of that contract money and hopefully get some draft picks, get some draft capital out of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the idea of like restructuring the identity of this team is going to require money. You, yeah. you can't just keep the same guys and have this overhaul of the identity of your team because it was built to be a certain way. Um, so I like the idea of keeping two out of the four in my mind, having 60 million plus in wide receivers on a team that's going to want to, to dominate the line of scrimmage. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make sense to have 60 million of your 250 and two wide receivers that aren't going to see the ball a, a huge amount of the game. Um, so I think that, I think that one of those, I think Mike Williams is probably going to be gone. Hopefully you can find a trade partner um, or he gets cut and you take a little bit of dead cap. Um, and then one of the pass rushers as well. I think with Thule, you hit gold in a second round pick and he's going to be able to step up and be that guy right away. Um, and again, and that's, so if you, if you, if you're able to find a way to find trade partners, which I don't know if that'll be the case, but even if you could recoup $30 million for those two guys that you can start to rebuild the identity of your offensive line, your run game, the trenches on the defense. Um, so I think it's inevitable that, uh, that two out of those four guys are probably going to get, just so you can have the freedom to be able to shift the the, the identity of your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I'd start with, you know, Trey Pipkins for a seventh round pick and or a bag of chips. Um, move that, get that money off the cap, the eight, seven, eight million dollars, whatever he is. Move on from that. I think Joey Bosa is the best possible trade option where you'll get the most for him. Um, I think you do that. And then I would like to see them restructure Mike Williams. We've all seen Mike Williams and how good he is. Um, it's just, it's a, what have you done for me lately with him where he was hurt all season, but what was he doing in that game before he got hurt? Like he scored a touchdown and he's just always been Mike Will. So um, I'd like to see that. And then there's other guys that you could probably move on from that they brought in last year. Like I think Eric Kendricks is a guy that you could probably move on and save some money there. Um, and then I, I'd like to keep, I'd like to keep three out of the four and not cut, you know, my, you know, Williams and Joey. I think that would be my ideal situation. We and a bag f- of chips. Yes. So we have Got all four, three out of four, and two out of four. No one said zero out of four. No, no. you can't get rid of Baldwin, especially Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has to stick around. Wait, that, what are you going to do with Edge if you just get rid of both your edge rushers? Like, I don't, I don't see Chris Trump, that. baby. Draft, no. baby. I love Chris Rupp, but he's not a starting <laughs> edge rusher, man. <laughs> he's, he's good depth, but we'll see. And I, he might even be up for um, contract this year. I think he's a free agent. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he's got one more. One more? So, yeah. Four, so, it'll just be a backup. We'll find out. Anything can happen because we've never been with this general manager, coach, or coaching staff before. So, we'll have to wait and see. But, Javier Rodriguez, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Colby Frazier. 
who asked the question. On a scale of one to ten, how likely is it the Chargers keep Keenan Allen? What are risks of keeping him? And where do you see him going if they can't restructure his contract? Certified fresh. My apologies. Hey. I want to... Get better about this. Be more efficient. Like if I'm not 100%, wait till you read the question. I can go look it up. Then I'm going to come back with some good stuff. We'll do a tail slate. Tail slate. Tail Movie slate. turn. Yeah, tail slate. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so scale of one to 10, how likely is it the Chargers keep Keenan Allen? 10. 100%. 10 out of 10. He's, he's not going anywhere. I don't think he, I think he's going to be willing to do what needs to be done with this contract to stay on this team this year. Yeah. Like he's never had a coaching staff like what's here right now. And for him to run a, like leave and not be willing to make it work. doesn't seem like him. Um, yeah, it seems like that's he what he made it, out. it sounded like that's the way he made it sound at the pro bowl too. Yeah. yeah. His answer was like, I don't want to go anywhere else. What do you yeah, like? We'll get it done. That's not, I'll, that's, I'll, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it figured out. What yeah. are the likely, they said, what are the likelihood you're going to be a charge next year? He's like, good. I don't want to go anywhere. Is what he yeah. said. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, yeah, he he has not made any mention of wanting to play anywhere. And if anything, I think he's talking about like, well, if they don't want me, then I'll just retire or something like that. Like, there's no reason yeah. to, to play anywhere. The else. only the only risks of keeping him is he's getting a little bit older, but he's still producing at an incredible level. So yeah, that would be projecting out of fear something that hasn't proven to be the case. This last year we shut him down because we were out of the playoffs. Yeah. Justin was hurt he, and we could come back. back in the game. There was no point. But yeah. he definitely could have played through. I mean, he played through injury most of the year. So um, that's the only risk that you think is that he starts to decline because of age. But I don't think there's any way that he's not restructured, given a tiny little extension and a charger for his career. Yeah. Amen. There you go. Colby Frazier, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Marco Dalio. Who asked the question? Hey, guys, this is for all three of you. This is the F. Mary Kill of the NFL. Cut, trade, keep. You have Keenan, Tui Pelotu, and Gilman. So who is cut, traded, or killed? Take into consideration the current cap issues and needs of the team. K-love you, bye. F the Chiefs, Raiders, and Donkeys. That's not fun. This is a hard one. Good work. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I think it's just, meant to be hard. I think Kyle. I think, me, I, think you, I think I'm going to agree with you 100. percent Go ahead. Okay, we'll see. So for me, I'm looking at trade value. Like, what are you going to get the most back for? And it has to be Tui Pelo too, because he's on a rookie contract. He's right. already proven to be an absolute stud on the edge. Still, like he had one good year. It wasn't Pro Bowl. It wasn't out of control. But he's on that rise, and you're getting someone on a rookie contract for with that. Still has three years with the possibility of a franchise tag. So you have control for four years. So I think you trade Tui because you're going to get the most in return. Um, you keep Keenan because he's just the Chargers Ring of Honor Hall of Famer. Um, and Alohi Gilman, technically we don't have to cut him because he's already out of contract. So that's my way out of that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. I don't, I don't agree want with you. to get rid of Alohi. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. No, I just flip them. Like you keep Tui, uh, Tuli. Sorry, oh my god, my brain tonight. Uh, you hey, keep Tuli because um, he is the future of the edge for this team. And like, not all edges are guaranteed to gonna do what he did his first year, even if they're drafted higher. So he was one of the best rookies there was this year. So I think you keep him. It sucks, but Trey Keenan and you cut or let walk Gilman. I would probably agree with Kyle unfortunately I was because I, I 
I get the idea. Yeah, Thule's great. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's not awesome. That's I why keep I think you're going to get a lot in frankly. return for him. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I don't know that you're going to get necessarily more for Keenan. You're not. No. So I, I think that because you're going to take on a thirty-something million dollar contract with Keenan. Exactly. With Thule, you're taking on a rookie deal for three years, so you're getting a cheap edge rusher. I don't know. That's just my thought. But do you but think I, you're I mean, getting a first round for him? Because it for to he played at a first round level. If you're not getting a first round trade for him, it's not worth it. I think with with Keenan, you're getting something for him. Uh, no, you're, Tuli, you're, you're getting a fifth or sixth rounder for Keenan. But that's fine. Thirty million dollars. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Like fifth or sixth round. But what are you going to get for Tuli? Are you going to get a first rounder? I, I don't think, think you so. could get a vet. I think you could get a vet and a second or third rounder for sure. I just, I don't know if that's worth it for what he could be. Man. Well, They're, none of us arguments. want the scenario. Yeah, okay? I also don't want this. No. Yeah. Why? Why are you making it divisive <laughs> right now, Kevin? Let's go. Keep. Keep. Walk. Why did you? Why did you cross your? Why did you cross your arms and say I don't agree? Actually, because <laughs> I didn't agree at all. You I came thought, in very aggressive. I thought you were going to say keep. <laughs> this is a scenario none of us want. Kev came aggressive. I thought you were a defensive guy. K e a g g r e s s i v e aggressive. Nobody's I thought, laughing. I thought you were a defensive I'm moving guy. on. Thank I'm you, Marco Dalio, for asking the question. <laughs> okay, moving, moving on. on to Zachary <laughs> Shelton. So Melvin Ingram recently tweeted that he would like to see Melvin Gordon back with the Chargers. He said it is meant to be. Would you want to see a reunion? No. Do you want fumbling? No. You, you can't say that he was <laughs> he in. He was fumbled. in the Baltimore game for like three plays and he fumbled. Yeah. Like, I don't want that shit. I have had enough of that. I'm over it. No, thanks. Bye. I feel like Kyle wants me to ask him three wishes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do look like a genie. You yeah. totally do. <laughs> what do you wish of me, master? <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah, it, with the with the way he left oh. and the way he's played since leaving... He won a Super Bowl on a practice squad. He got cut immediately after a playoff game with the Ravens. Like, no, get out of here. Yeah, there really Sorry, hasn't Melvin. hasn't been anything appealing about bringing Melvin Gordon back. I'd be stressed if he was on the field to take to to run oh, the ball. Yeah. I would be Terrified. stressed out of my mind. Yeah, yeah, It'd be yeah. like a Nate Kading playoff field goal situation every time he touched the ball. Yeah, no, thank you. No. Yeah, and with. Greg Roman now and how much I'm hearing we're going to start running the ball. No. Meaning he's going to get more carries? No. I don't think so. Practice squad. Maybe. But I don't even want that. It's taking up a perfectly good place for a practice squad he's player. Just, he's poisonous. He's not He's not going to be a good teammate. No. Hmm. no. no. Well, maybe right. he is a good teammate. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Maybe he is, but I don't want that. No, thank you. No. Yeah. I'll take Ryan Matthews back. Let's see how he's doing. Pull yeah, what's him he out been of, up to lately? Pull him out of deep coaches, retirement. I'd rather coaches, have... He coaches Pop Warner at Poway. Actually, I'd rather have him than, than Melvin Gordon at this point. Two carries a game. Get him in there. Yeah. How, right. how much farther can we go back and you still want... Mike Tolbert. Back? Let's get some Tolbert in there. <laughs> Natron Means? Natron Means? Well, I'll give him two carries a game. That's he too could far? definitely... He could leave. No, I don't think that's too far. <laughs> Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. How far can we go? I think Natron Means might be the cutoff because yeah, because he he's played like, the same time our coach played. So it's uh Yeah, I think he might be sixty, be late fifties. Yeah, yeah. It might be tough. That'd be tough. 
But uh, it's a great question, Zach. Thank you for asking it. Let's move it on now to Anthony Tony Francis, who asked the question. Adam, you sexy-ass, beastly motherfucker. Kevin, you handsome son of a bitch. Kyle, the wizard behind it all. I'm having the best week of my life and realizing Harbaugh is still our coach. Let's go. What away games are you targeting next year to attend? See you there. <laughs> I love you, Anthony Tony Francis. Thank you. <laughs> I have a confession to make, Appreciate Anthony. It. I'm not the wizard behind anything. <laughs> I do the least <laughs> amount of behind the scenes work of anyone on this podcast. I am very much just like a face <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm not he, wizarding anything <laughs> behind the scenes. Kyle <laughs> comes into work with his uh, coach's clout like jacket on and then he just pulls it away and he's here. Yeah, yes. all, all my work for this podcast was done like the last 15, 10 years, 15 years. Yeah. And now I'm here and I don't I don't do anything behind the scenes. So it's just <laughs> Kevin and Adam deserve all the credit for the behind the scenes. I do none of that. I just I they they bought my microphone, my camera, they send it to me, teach me how to set it up, and I just get on here and talk. So yeah. Just make sure everyone knows what's what. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, the question though, away uh, games away next games. year. We're still waiting to see if there's an international game. <laughs> if there's Germany, like. dude, we're going. I'll find yeah. a way. We'll find a way to do that. Like that yeah, would be it feels too. Like fun. We're just waiting to see if there's an international game because that would be awesome. Yeah. 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 The international game would certainly be fun. It, I mean, there's other places that we could certainly look at going. But if anything, I mean, me and Kevin were talking about it. It's like God, we only went to one. Home game. Last I want to go to. Year. I, I want to go to at least two or three. We need so to go to more home games next year and so. a primetime night game. Like, yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna have, we I can't have believe you guys have never been to a primetime no. game. That's ridiculous. We're, we have been exclusively the first game of the season, and then work gets crazy, and it's hard to get back out. Yeah, we got to figure it out. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely let you know, Anthony Tony Francis, as soon as we have a plan set in place. But schedule would be helpful. Yeah. Schedule would be <laughs> schedule. Uh, so thank you, Anthony, Tony Francis for asking the question and we go out of ask oh, bold no. fam with a fear Kadir, a fear <laughs> Kadir. every week. I'm so, <laughs> I don't know if I should be scared or excited for these. I think I you're all right. Attack me or been, or like compliment. Me. They're it's, always good. Go it's going to be good. Well, let's find no, it's out. Good, but sometimes I feel hurt afterwards. I think you'll be okay this time. He asks a okay, question okay, and goes okay. something like this. Judge and shit, my boys! <laughs> Love you, Waldog baby! Always will be my baby! Love you, my guy! Kevin, you really want to get on my bad side, baby? Oh, no. Okay, I got some for your ass, baby! I'm coming to Chargers training camp, baby! Coach, I love you, my dear. You're no longer in trouble, baby. Kevin, I'm going to be on your ass now, baby. Oh, by the way, what happened to my fan focus, baby? Kevin, you do not care about me, baby. (laughs) LOL. Out of my question, coach. Is it possible Chargers defense can be top 12, offense top 7, baby? Or do you think I'm asking too much in the first year, baby? Love you, my boys. FTR country, let's ride. Herbert Harbaugh Hortiz, Super Bowl bound, baby. What did I do? Ooh, you're in 
trouble. What have I done? What did I do last time? What did I do? They deserve this. It's like in a horror movie, and you're. This is so much better like, when. Oh no, they're they're so they're so done. Like they're done. They're done. Don't go there. Don't don't open that door. Kevin this is so that. much better when he was mad at Kyle all the time. Yeah. It's, oh, I like how this the tables have turned. I know. Uh, what what do you, what do you want here? I don't want to be this guy. How many family dollar amount do you want to do? I'll write it down. <laughs> you want a weekly segment? Let's get you on here. Just don't be mad at me. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. No. All right. Well, Kevin, you're in the doghouse. Catch me outside. How about that? Ooh. Hey. Oh. I didn't mean it. 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 It was a joke. I didn't mean it. I came out. Digging this whole deeper, dude. I didn't mean it. Athera, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Oh, no. The look on Kyle's face. No, no. You can't go back from this. You can't go back from this. This guy. Can't triple stamp a double stamp. Oh, man. No, Kevin, he's not worth it. Your family doesn't want this. Oh, God. That was really funny. Um, all right. Well, you know, for as much uh, beef that he's had with you, Kyle, I think every week his question is directed towards you. Yeah, he so. doesn't give a shit what we say. Yeah. He loves the shit out of you, Adam. I'm in the <laughs> yeah. doghouse, and he wants to hear what you think, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate it. I think, but it does open me up to be in that doghouse real fast if I say Yeah, disagree with him somehow. Get ready exactly. to get back out there. No, I, I so the question being can the defense be top 12 and offense top seven? Or do I think that he's, he's asking too much in the first year? I don't think so. I don't know with everything that Harbaugh has done everywhere that he's gone. Year one is an instant improvement in every, in every field. So no, I don't think that that's asking too much. seeing all that he's brought in strength and conditioning guys, bringing in all of his like smart analyst guys. He's bringing in all of his coaches. Like, I don't see any reason why we don't hit the ground running and none of the rest of the NFL knows what it's going to look like. Right. So I think you have a huge leg up and an opportunity to go and and be top 10 in both categories. I don't know. I think that that should be the goal. Is it a lofty goal? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not I wouldn't be willing to bet my house on the fact that we're top 10 in both, but I don't think that that's wrong to put your expectation there. Now, it's not the guarantee that that expectation will be met, but that's my expectation is that we should be drastically improved and hopefully top 10 in both categories next year. All right. I, I would I would concur. I mean, with the with the caliber of coaches, and we talked about it earlier in the episode, like you, Justin Herbert. Yeah, and you have Justin Herbert slinging the ball. Like, it's going to get so much better so quickly. It's almost a guarantee. You just you can't guarantee it because you don't know what the future is going to have going to hold for you. But man, it's looking bright. Absolutely. It's looking real bright right now. Unless you're Kevin, I've <laughs> then it's looking real dark. Real dark because you've been digging <laughs> way real too bleak. Deep. Real bleak. <laughs> but uh, a fear, buddy. Thank you for asking the question, and thank you everybody for asking questions and asking old fan. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? I'm sure some cool news will come out when this tomorrow yeah. when this episode Probably. comes out. So bear with us. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. It's it's a good <laughs> luck charm if it does. Yeah, something yeah. good's happening. Yeah, love that. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. 
Pistachios are one of the oldest flowering nuts humans have been consuming for over 9,000 years. It was said that the Queen of Sheba herself loved these green little delicacies, which were considered a symbol of happiness. They were a food of royalty. This Monday, they become a food of a champion. Joey Bosa, Joey Chestnut, come together for the first annual Nut Off. It's a dog-eat-dog kind of nut, live on Pay-Per-View. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.